So we're exploring what I called a lovely passage yesterday, and it's in Romans chapter 8, and we're looking at the verse, For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Bit of a mouthful, but what's that all about? We'll explore it now. Colin Cook here, and How It Happens, a broadcast on the good news. I invite you to join me every Monday through Friday as we explore the Book of Romans. Join me at 10 o'clock in the evening or uh, or at 4 in the morning on KLTT AM 670 in the Denver and Colorado and surrounding states areas, or any time of the day or night, you can listen on soundcloud.com slash faithquest or faithquest.com. Dot .podbean.com Well, thanks for joining me. Now look here, this verse. For the earnest, for he says, let's get a little connection here with verse 8, 18 rather, uh, chapter 8, verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed to us. Now, apart from the greater meaning of that verse, which is that the glory that's to come, the eternal life without any sorrow or pain and joy upon our heads forever, is far outweighing the suffering that we experience now. Apart from that greater meaning, take note of the fact that Paul recognizes the normality or the constancy of suffering. And then he says, For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. First of all, then, what is this creation he's talking about? Well, of course, it is all humanity. It is all existence. Don't fall for the mistake that Paul is talking about nature and trees and flowers and birds and bees and skies and and seas. Yes, that's included, but Paul is talking about the whole creation here. He later, that is demonstrated later, by his saying that it is longing for its redemption. Now, of course, when he uses the word creation, it's a metaphor for all of humankind broken by sin and under the power of death. And yet he says that this creation, this all humanity, has an earnest expectation. What is that earnest ex- what is that earnest expectation? It's waiting for the deliverance of the sons of God. It's waiting for something very, very spiritual to happen. That doesn't make sense, does it? I mean, our fallen world is very secular, very um, idolatrous, very resistant to God. How can it be waiting expectantly for something? But you see, creation has a gnawing gap, a gnawing hole in its heart, and that hole is the absence of the presence of God. Creation knows instinctively that there's something missing. Humanity knows that there's something missing. I watched a video, or rather a documentary on Netflix recently, called Take Your Pills, and it's about 
the uh, antidepressant Xanax. And it was very revealing to learn how many people had pains and uh, depression and anxiety and worry, and they didn't know what to do with it. And so they took Xanax, and lo and behold, oh, everything felt great five minutes later. How sad. You see, the, pa the fact is that if we knew Christ, we would know what to do with that anxiety and that panic or that depression. We would open our hearts up to God and we would talk to him about all the things going on and there would gradually peace would come into our hearts as we talk by faith to God and not, of course, by anxiety. Now that anxiety and that depression and all of those emotions going on inside of us are that earnest expectation. We hear of the world talking about global warming and about the end of the world and the end of civilization. What is it they're really talking about? It's not really the, the issue of, of uh, the planet's warming. It's the fear that there is something coming that we cannot handle and it might be the end of us. And at the same time, we hope. People hope for um, contact with beings from outer space and uh, uh, other planets that might have a superior civilization to ours and who might be able to tell us what to do. If we could only contact them, they might be able to save us. And there are others who want to inhabit uh, other planets and get there as soon as possible so as to perpetuate the human race before it'll kill itself off on this world. Now, what's all that about? It's about an eternal longing, a sense within us that we were meant for eternity, but we can't somehow find out how to get it or how to create it. But the Christian knows, because the Christian has discovered or has been discovered by God and that person who believes knows that there is a God-shaped vacuum in every human being, and it is an earnest expectation, a longing to be connected again with the divine, with the fatherhood of God. Through his Son, Jesus Christ, God is going to make that possible to all, not only the Christians who now know it and believe it. But now notice more specifically what that earnest expectation is. It is an earnest expectation for the revealing of the sons of God. Now that is really peculiar, isn't it? Creation, humanity is waiting for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed. Yes, you see... Creation knows that humanity was meant for something higher, greater, and better than it now knows. Creation is aware that all the cruelty, all the viciousness, all the um, accusations, all the murders and the, and the uh, utter dominance of our sinful nature upon other human beings is not normal, that we were meant for something higher. But again... The Christian knows what it is. The Christian knows that creation has fallen from its original glory, and God is determined to restore it. 
and he has started that restoration in his Son, who is the firstfruits of that new creation. And when people put faith in Jesus Christ, or rather when Jesus Christ puts faith in, his, faith in him in people, he is going about the world creating his image in humanity. It will spread and proliferate not only throughout historical time, but also beyond right into the judgment, so that the people of God will shine forth like stars in the firmament. They will not be super-righteous necessarily, but they will be wonderful recipients of the mercy of God, that God could be so kind to them, merciful to them, forgive all their sins, take those sins upon himself in the person of his Son, and account them righteous in his Son. This is the awesome beauty of God. And when people receive it, they begin to shine. They begin to have joy and peace and hope. And when that happens, the world looks on and will look on, both here and in the judgment, with envy. Did you know that Paul talks a lot about envy in chapter chapters 9 through 11? The world will be envious of the people of God, and that is what will ultimately draw them to him, to God. So when you meet people in your various social rounds, and some of them say they're just feeling so bad and they're worried and they're anxious or depressed— you might be able to explain something of this to them. You know, you might say, everybody in the world is longing for something yet that they don't have. Everybody is longing for God, but they don't realize it's God they're longing for. And they're longing for that lovely presence of God in people, people who can be kind and merciful and loving and show how life should really be lived. And that can strike home to some people. Of course, to most people you say it to, it may not make sense at all, and they may just poo-hoo it and go on and think you're a little bit off. But there will be those whom that word rings true to, and they may be the ones who receive faith in Christ. So look at it then. The earnest expectation of creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. And then listen to this, and we'll say more about this next time, but let's say a bit now. For the creation was subjected to futility. Now, when was the creation, the world of human beings, subjected to futility? At the curse at the fall of man, when humanity, when Adam and Eve walked away from God, God put the world under the curse of sin and death. But let me tell you this. God is not harsh, because what Paul is going to reveal in these verses is that that curse by Jesus Christ, on behalf of the Father, has been turned into a blessing so that when the world moans and groans and longs for something better than it has, that's the curse turned into a cry for God. 
that all human beings know and experience, but they don't know how to identify it. And that's where we come in as Christians to help them to identify what that longing and that moaning and groaning is within the depths of their soul. Because, you see, and we'll say more about this next time, because that longing is really a hope, because God has subjected this cursed world to hope. The curse is not absolute. It is not all about sin and death. Through Jesus Christ, that curse that creates so much pain and longing for something better is actually a hidden hope. And you and I as Christians are here to help the world identify what that longing and that sorrow and grief is within their hearts. What a privilege we have. And by the way, think of it for yourself as well. When you feel that that pain and that frustration about life, recognize that God has turned that pain into a blessing by making it a hope, an expectation of something great and wonderful to come. It's a pleasure to share this broadcast with you. Thank you very, very much. And if you would like to share the broadcast with others, you can do it in two ways. You can tell them about it and where they can find it. And you can also donate, if you would like, to keep the radio broadcast going. It's listener-supported radio. It costs uh, $39 per 15 minutes, $200 for a week's programs, and $850 to $900 for a month's programs. If you would like to help, please send your donation to FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160. That's FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160. Or make your donation online at faithquestradio.com. That's faithquestradio.com. The radio broadcast is now in its 25th year. Thanks be to God. And it's run by a ministry, FaithQuest Perspectives, that's in its 45th year. Amazing. I'm so thankful to God. So thank you very much for all your support. I will see you next time. Cheerio and God bless.